Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On The Cusp. My co-host Matt Snyder is with me here uh, again today. But with us is a special guest, William Bradford. And we've been fortunate to work with William in lots of projects, everything from commercial real estate, economic development. And here's the truth. When, when I get a hard one at the BRF, okay, I always say, call William Bradford. Get him, get him in here. All right, because the guy's done it from the, the, the city government side all the way to building his own. All right. So he's a key part of, of what we do. And William, tell us about yourself. Well, Dave, Matt, thanks for the opportunity no, thanks, to be man. here. Um, it's a very special podcast that you all do, and this is very important for our community. It helps to inform uh, the, lis the listeners and viewership of, of what, what's on the cusp, right? Um, so I, I am a, an attorney by trade. I, I'm a partner at the law firm of Blanchard Walker, O'Quinn and Roberts, a very historic law firm here in town. Glad to be a part of it. I currently serve as the vice president of practice development and marketing for our firm as well. So I have a leadership capacity there. And in my other life, I am a commercial real estate developer. I fancy myself a, a, a entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. I think you have that that's same. That's the part yeah. I like yeah. about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's when really, I'm talking to you, I don't think about an attorney. Yeah. I, yeah. I see that entrepreneur. But see, that's part of what we want through. on the cusp. We want those serial entrepreneurs yeah. on there. Talk about their experience. Well, I think that's you know, that's very important to have those wins and losses. I think, you yeah. know, as an entrepreneur and as a person who's operated and run businesses, um, it, it gave me a, a different view of reality, I think. Um, you know, before I went into city government, I owned a business. Right. And so being in city government during that time there, I was able to draw on what I would say is the reality outside of City Hall, which is, you know, people are dealing with kind of uh, very agile problems or they're having to address problems in a very agile way that they, uh, there is not a single answer and there's not a book for every business. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to draw on that as an administration and encourage, you know, our city officials to recognize that businesses oftentimes, they don't have all the answers and right. they don't have the, um, the know-how at times to manage the city processes or the parish processes. That's so interesting because I think when I talk to people that just work jobs, right, they're good working people. And they're seeing you go through the struggles of whether it's me with the crawfish or events or whatever. They are just so shocked by that. And I think as entrepreneurs, and when you talk to other entrepreneurs, their take on it is a little different because they know that's the kind of stuff you, you kind of have to do to get anywhere. Right. I mean, I think entrepreneurs all know it's not smooth. This isn't like going and clocking in at your eight to five and, you know, doing your checklist. There's going to be crazy things thrown at you. And I mean, the city. Sure. And you, and you yeah. gotta be agile. I mean, you gotta be yeah. agile. Okay. Well, you, you take it, Dave, and think through kind of the process, right? We elect officials every four or eight years, 
right? So administrations, they come and go. The senior level officials, they come and go. But there are people who've been at the city or at the parish for 30 years, their entire career. And so, you know, they have learned over their time and service that, you know, there are ways that work for their office. Right. And oftentimes the, the evolution of business and the evolution of governance don't always synchronize. I'm glad, I was like, you're sitting over here, you know, jumping going, the, some of those people, I mean, they're great people in, they in, are, sure. in government all across, but keeping up with the changing tendencies of the world and the country and, and the business. city and the state yeah. and business is a challenge for some of those people that have been in those roles. But there's roles. nobody, I, and I'm speaking for Dave Smith and all the entrepreneurs that I've helped, I've never run into anybody in city, parish, state government that wanted to be an obstacle. No, I, I, me that, that person to me does not exist. And, and I know it, it may sound counterintuitive because there are people who make life difficult in city, parish, and state government. But I, I have not met a person yet who wants to see your venture fail. Now, they are there are individuals who wanted to conform to what they understand as reality. That's right. And so sometimes, and this goes into the, the probably most important part of, of understanding how to interface with government is communication. What I have learned to be successful, um, both as a government official, as a regulator, somebody who is get, telling you the yeses and nos of what's allowed in the city versus a person who's asking permission, right. is start the communication process early. Absolutely. Right, I do, and for my clients, I tend to encourage them when it's a land use or a, a, a venture, economic development venture, to, to let's set up a preliminary meeting with, these are the key officials you're gonna wanna talk to that'll, that'll have oversight and review over your, your venture. The other part of that that yeah. I always try to remind myself when I'm walking out of City Hall and it's been a stressful one and I'm not getting the answers I want, whatever, I always try to remind myself that that person that I just had that engagement with is dealing with someone on the other side of the issue that is just as passionate as I am. That's right. And she and that person is trying to balance what can be best for both. And when you see it like that, it's easier, at least for me, to not be angry, not be upset, and not go slam all government officials and you know right. that, and say, hey, sh they have a hard job. You Man, know, because you gotta keep everybody, you're trying to keep everybody happy in situations you probably can't keep either happy. Yeah, and that's a, I mean, that's a global approach that I wish, you know, our community as a whole would take because, you know, there's a lot of cynicism in, in, oh. in this area. And I think you know, we fight, like guys like us fight that more than we fight correct. real issues at times. Correct, yeah. I mean, our, our city is, is, you know, I use Shreveport, but you know, Shreveport, Bossier, our region is an area that is um, hardest on itself. And, and I use that phrase because we, we oftentimes overthink our problems and underthink our solutions. And so there's, there's a need in our, in our area to begin to believe that by and large, the people sitting next to you are good people. That's and right. they want to help. Even yes. if you're not on the same side Correct. of an issue. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That absolutely. It's okay bad. to disagree. That doesn't mean they're it, it's, criminals. You can, <laughs> right. you know, you can disagree on the way to do it, yeah. okay? But for us in economic development, what becomes most important is we have to get the opportunity. 
right? right. That is what's important. And what we see is, well, it's got to be in my backyard or I don't care. Right. Well, no, that's really not the approach that we need to take. If It doesn't matter whose backyard it falls in as long as we get the opportunity because what rising tides lift all ships and I'll, I'll take the 600 jobs. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's what's important because you bring 600 jobs, you know, the recent uh, announcement, congratulations, you know, yeah. you were part of that. Glad to be. Um, that's important because you bring 600 jobs into Shreveport, well-paying jobs, all right, you're going to generate more opportunities for everybody, whether it's cultural, because Matt and I go back and forth. Right. You know, he wants to build culture first, okay? I want, I want 6,000 more jobs. Sure. The cool thing to me is the guys that, and girls that get it. Like, I'm not working in economic development much. I help Dave market EAP. That's about my role in economic development. But I'm cheering, and I think the economic guys like Will and Rich Lamb know I'm on the sideline ho hoping they win. Well, you know? I'm, and I'm, I know they're cheering for me, trying to bring more culture to Shreveport. Well, I, and, I, and I'm going I'm to disagree politely, right? Yeah. Is you are in economic development. Everybody in this room is impacting the economic climate of our community. And the things you're doing, Crawfest and the events you're hosting and the marketing and, and the, the efforts you make are all part of that fabric that we're weaving together. Guys like Rich and I, we're, we're architects of deals, right? right? We help to structure yes. and provide a backbone and a skeleton, but the meat and muscle are guys like you, right? I mean, they're folks like Dave and, and the folks at EAP and BRF who are helping to incubate business ideas awesome, and cultivate man. them. Then you have to have the entrepreneur who has the idea, right? right? The genesis of the entire effort. Which really and truly is the hardest part to generate in the whole equation. Right. And that's the entrepreneur, because not everybody believes that they can take their idea and make it real. That's right. And, yeah, th and those are my favorite people in the world. Because you got to have an idea and you got to be crazy enough to think your idea doesn't work. And then you just have to have that part that just lets you go do it. Right. I think so many of us, and the older I get, it gets harder and harder to make yourself actually leap. Right. But I love seeing an entrepreneur when they're on fire. There's nothing better than that. And continuing to build, uh, you know, that, that fall blanket, that, that group of people who, when businesses fail or, good. or people who are not successful in their first venture, can easily become discouraged if they don't have a support system around Definitely. them to, re to encourage them and say, hey, it's going to be okay that you didn't make it this time but there's a next time, you know? And, right. and I continue to say that that's, that's part of our economic culture here. And it filters into our social culture. Because, you know, as we, you know, the worst thing you have is the Facebook comment section, right? Oh my yes. God. And, and for better or worse, if you, di if you dive into that, it's a place of loss, you know? But really, in reality, there are more people out here in our community encouraging business, encouraging entrepreneurs, to, to test their metal and to get out and try their idea and be successful. And, and my job and our job here is to help build those brands, right? If our generation does one thing, and I think we're good at it, and I'm gonna point this out because I think we're doing a better job than the generation a little older than us. If we do one thing, if I could choose what we did, it's changing that negative mentality towards right. Streetport. And I think right now, the age is where it falls. There is some conflict in that with our parents' age. I mean, when I go in the country club and I see the tables of these guys, 
a lot of them are not as active as a lot of us are in the change. Right. But they are slamming Shreveport, you right. know? And I don't see that, and I hope maybe it's because of who I choose to be around, but I don't see that in our age as much. Right. And I hope we're, we can encourage, like Dave's guy, Kyle, who's, you know, leaving Centenary. And if we can pass that and get that trend to change, I think that's really good. I mean, the BRF, they're doing a lot to put out positive news about Shreveport and to share that message. That, to me, will change so many of our issues. You know, here's the thing. A lot of times, people don't step outside of their box. Right. right? Or, or their comfort or zone. Or their comfort zone, right? And so they don't see the good that's happening. And, I, I you know, I've, I've been fortunate to live in several places, but Shreveport's always home. Right. You know, I grew up in West Shreveport, right on Pines Road. That's why the uh, GM plan announcement was so, so important to me. Um, and, and now I live in Southeast Shreveport, but I, I, I laugh at people who don't, and, and maybe laugh is not the right word. I, I'm, it's always a, a tickle point for me when there are people who have never been to West Shreveport or have like never it. gone to Northern Shreveport yeah. and seeing the great <laughs> things happening there, right? Yeah. And so yeah. until as a community, we begin to invest at least our time, doesn't even have to be our money, in seeing other parts, travel to the other side of town, right? Yes. right. That is so true on. because I told someone the other day I was so excited about that Love's going in on 49 in North Market. And they went, what? Exactly. Yeah. And I said, you didn't know that? Where, where have you been? Yeah, because okay. a lot of those people need to find value in other parts of the street. That's right. Like some of these people stay in their little pocket and that, oh, the problems. That's, they are making the problems for us. That's right. Go, there's a lot of value across this city in a lot of different areas. And there are a lot of people doing a lot of good. There are, you know? yes. And so, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to um, my time at the city. One of the things I, I had the privilege of doing was visiting our fire stations. Oh, cool. And, you know, when you look at the fire station breakdown, they're in every neighborhood. Yeah. Right? They're, they're able to serve. That's why we were a Class A fire department. When you go visit those fire stations, you really get to see aspects of the community that you don't, you know, ordinarily visit and and meet people you ordinarily would never meet. That is and so, true. you know, I, I say use the firehouse model. You know, if you want to learn yeah. about Shreveport, go visit your firehouses and go see these communities that they're serving because it'll give you an entirely new appreciation for the diversity of our community, the care that these people have and that people have in their neighborhoods. You know, we see 1% of the, 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 the dirty parts of Shreveport, right? And, we, and, you know, and if it bleeds, it leads. So that's what we see on the news. Right, right. right? But there are a lot of people in areas all around, the, all around Shreveport who have made their own critical investments. Their businesses, their life business, their family business is in places where some people never go. And, and once you begin to identify and see those areas, like you said, that love for Shreveport grows, right? Right. And and you understand that, man, we're we're a very unique community. And, right. And Shreveport yep. Bozier, really, uh, this region, we're a very unique. I mean, there's so many different personalities, right? Oh yeah. We're not pigeonholed into one kind of culture. It is, you know, we're the best. I always say we're the best of Louisiana and, and Texas. I, I would <laughs> you know? say, yeah. We're all. I, I think we get the best yeah. of all of it. Yeah. Really and truly. And what I like to tell people is, a river runs through it which binds us together right it doesn't divide us in any way it yeah. is never intended to do that because you and i just did you know chasing aces that's right okay and 
what I really loved about that project is everybody told John Dudley, oh, it'll never work, you can't do it. Right. Okay. There's no way. And look, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to break there. ground. Here Some of my quick. favorite stories are the ones where everybody's saying they can't do it. I yeah. mean, I remember Brad at Red River Range. I mean, everybody was running around town. Oh, Brad can't open a, a gun range. Brad. And he's, yep. kill, he's, he's doing killing. great. He's and it's awesome. Yep. And it's unique. And it's cool. And it adds to the fabric. Yeah. And, and harkening back to our earlier conversation about sometimes the internal cynicism we have, you know, you, you hit it on the head. You know, the Red River runs between us, but it doesn't divide us. And, you know, if, I'm a regionalist. I right. do not shy away from that. You know the BRF is. We can, exactly. We cannot survive without Bozier, and Bozier cannot survive without Shreveport. And if we're calling it like we're calling it, if people are saying they are going to fail, then we are going to fail. That is correct. And so we have to, as a, an area, look to the assets we have, how we're approaching economic development opportunities, how are we applying for those opportunities, responding to those RFPs, you know, are we responding as a community, as a total community? Because yeah. when you look at our MSA, our, our, our service area, we are a very competitive first-tier market, but we have to do it together. Yeah, now, if you bifurcate Shreveport and Bossier, then the conversation we changes. We lose. But when you take into account the workforce capacity, the technology development, the, the, the critical infrastructure needs that most industry is looking for, we serve all of that. Yeah. And we have the asset of the military base here, of the Air Force base. I mean, we have all of the check marks of any other major metropolitan area. That's correct. We just have to believe well, it. Well, I think we have you, to work together. We though. have to. Yep. We and have that to. is a huge thing that you and I know. That's right. In a lot of pockets, there are. If we I could have change, to get better if at I that. could change yep. the way they calculate the MSA, all right, I, I would go after it. It's federal law, so I really can't. Right. But. If you take into account, you know, East Texas, what we serve, Southern Arkansas, what we serve, yep. okay, our MSA is bigger than most people realize. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, is, it is critical, and it makes us very attractive. Yep, that's right. And, you know, we have to begin to, or let's, let's say it another way, we cannot let perfect be the enemy of progress oh, because nice. we always and i'm saying we our community has a habit of wanting the idea to be perfect before we move on it that is true and it is never going yeah. to be perfect we have to be agile we have to be willing to adjust to change and we have to be willing to suffer some failures along the way because we have missed several opportunities yes. that are staring us in the face we cannot start at yeah. no Exactly. On these projects. We have to start at yes and then go fix all the things. When I first came up with Crawfest, every time I mentioned it, it was nope yep. and with a reason. And I really just kept coming back with answers to every reason until they were tired of dealing with me and said, fine, Matt, just go try it and That's see right, what man. happens. You have to start at yes. I think on some of these projects that have come to our community, the community as a whole, public perception, has started at no. That's right. And then you got to try to sell them all. And what you and I have seen is our community, the rock gets rolling. And once it's rolling in one direction, it is hard to yeah. slow it down. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. That's so right. we got to get the rocks started rolling in how do we make this work yeah. instead of how do we stop this. And I mean, beyond entertainment, what, you know, Kallenbergs have done with Prize Fest, Music Fest, I mean, that is a 
great example right. of how an idea can blossom into something that is no longer just a seedling. It is a tree of our, it is a, becoming yes. a pillar right. of our community. And, you know, you see the things that Sylvester Marshall has done with yeah. Social Circle. I mean, those from an engagement standpoint are great. Now look at what the business communities are doing, you know, and, and you know, the chamber, I, I fortunately sit on that board with Dave. Uh, you know, we help encourage business, but again, we have to know and work with those, those community leaders in order to continue to support the different businesses that are right. that are starting yeah. up, you know, and so what y'all are doing again, I, I go back to what BRF and EAP is doing, is so critical to incubate and foster new ideas and new technologies in our community because, I mean, like I said, we have what one of the largest Air Force bases in yeah in the country's arsenal, the, really the world in the world, really, yeah, and we are continuing to develop resources for them, yeah. right? I mean, those are the things that our community does well. And you know the manufacturing jobs. We we are a great manufacturing community. We are we have the infrastructure to deploy from a distribution standpoint. So like I said, we check all those boxes. We just yeah. have to believe it. Yeah, we, we do. have to Absolutely. believe it. Absolutely, and we yeah. we need to wrap this up. But William, thanks for coming. Absolutely, appreciate everything that you do. And likewise, thank you, man. Thank you, thank yeah. you both for thank the you, opportunity. Man. Thank you. I was glad to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Thank you.